Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, welcome to Going Off Track. I'm hey, jo- I'm Jonah. I'm Brad, and we're hanging out in Brad's lovely Lower East Side apartment. Yes, we are. Um, <laughs> this is my first time in Brad's home. It's very exciting for me. Yeah, I can't believe it. But I can't either. I don't know why you would have come you over. You should have a party. When's the last time you had a party here? Like um, adult party, not like like little kid party. Oh, I don't know. Like, we last, didn't have last a super weekend. bowl party this year because yeah. um, we usually do like we usually do like Super Bowl parties. Oh, we're gonna have we'll have a uh, Oscar party. You want to come to that? Sure, that'll be a, in a week, right? It's like in a little over a week. Okay, um, I'm gonna be in a yoga retreat the first week of March. Probably when this podcast is airing, I'll be in Ecuador. Wow, really? Yeah. Ecuador. Ecuador. Nice. It's very exciting. I'm doing a retreat with the yoga shala here. How long is it for you? It's a week. Yeah. Wow, you should meet my neighbor down here. She's mad into she's like about to move to like Tibet and like just do yoga and meditation. That's gonna be her thing. Yeah. That's a, that's <laughs> a way to do it. That's that's she's, not a bad She's path. gonna just transform transform into a spiritual entity, I yeah. think. Yeah. I'm trying to get there, but yeah, I'm excited. I haven't done I haven't done a yoga retreat in a few years, so just, and I've never done one outside of like upstate New York. So it should be pretty exciting for me. Yeah, hell yeah. Have you been to Ecuador before? I've not. I've only I been. Either. I guess the only place I've been in South America is is Brazil. Okay, never been there. I've been to Colombia. Yeah, no, I've only been to Brazil. I've been to Brazil several times, so oh yeah, feel good about that. Yeah. Um. I feel good about today's podcast. Hell yeah. Uh, today in the podcast, we have Russian Circles. Um, you may recognize their bass player, Brian Cook, as a occasional guest host on this podcast. Friend of Off Track, Friend for of sure. Off Track. He did the Deaf Heaven podcast, a couple other ones. I can't remember. And uh, Mike and Dave are old friends of mine. And they don't do a lot of podcasts or interviews, really. Um, so... Uh, I just kept harassing them, and I think Brian kept harassing them too, and we got the full band in. So it's Mike, Dave, and Brian. Um, and they have a new record out. Or their most recent record is called Guidance. It's great. All their records are great, but I, I really love the new one. And uh, they're currently on tour in Europe 
with a band called Cloakroom. And after that, they will be going on tour with the Eagles of Death Metal and Mastodon. And that tour starts in April 14th in Montana, and it goes up to Seattle, comes back out to the East Coast. Basically, all of April and May, they're out with Mastodon and Eagles of Death Metal. So Massive. I would definitely try to hit one of those shows if you can. And I would also check out a Russian Circles headlining show because their live show, they tr- do everything live. They play a million instruments of a crazy light show. I saw them Their at War- sound is huge, it's man. Huge. I saw them at Warsaw on this tour. Even if you're not enhanced. It was great. They're a really, really... Were you enhanced? Um, what do you mean? <laughs> I was just hanging out. You weren't enhanced for the show? I don't think so. <laughs> they gave me some water, though. That was nice. Oh, that's good. Yeah. But uh, that was during... I saw them during my, like, four months of not drinking. Wow. So... I was not enhanced. That's, not what, I, that's not what I was talking about, but you know, whatever. Okay, I'm not sure what you're talking about. Just like an herbal, like oh, tea. That, yeah. <laughs> no, I was, I was, no, I wasn't, wasn't, not at the time. But they're great. You don't need drugs to enjoy the music of Russian circles. Mm. Although it would probably, on drugs, it probably would sound pretty cool yeah. also. <laughs> um, to your point. But anyways. Don't do sh- drugs. Don't do drugs. Kids. Listen to podcasts. Here's Russian circles. I'm going off track. Right. Me and yeah. Brian can share. Yeah, yeah. No, it's yeah. fine. I mean, I sort of think of Brian as a guest host, anyways. Even though this is also your band. Yeah, true. Because well, guess. his band. I mean, I don't like to. Say I mean, like even that. though he's in this band. No, it's not his band. It's, um, <laughs> if you look at the Spotify page, it yeah. looks like it's, yeah. it's my band. Yeah, I think it's, it's a t- ten-year yeah. guest at this point. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a three side-by-side so thing, and I'm in the middle, so it's yeah, just, so both, just like. Is there cold face too? <laughs> and I'm, yeah, I'm still kind of like in my twink years, you know. <laughs> like, bad. Can we change? How do we change that? Who do we contact uh, at Spotify? We're gonna keep uh, it like that. The label <laughs> tried numerous times because you're not in the bio on Spotify. Because I mentioned it. That, uh, I'm Kath, not in the bio. The Kathy. At, yeah, that's great. Form, form, not, former bassist. Like, we've tried so many times. We can't that adjust. So that. funny. Well, it's funny because yeah. I, I sometimes still. Th- I'm like, I was like, oh, Brian's a new bass player in Russian Circles, and I'm like, no, it's probably been so long, right? Yeah, nine years, a few years now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've, yeah. It's been like <laughs> almost, since 2007. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, been on five albums. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As opposed to one. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the new we'll guy. We'll see if it's still. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you guys still haze Brian pretty hard? Yeah. Jason Newstead shit. Yeah. yeah. Like, we, make, we try to mix him out of our second record station, <laughs> but that sounded like garbage. So, we, we, we brought him up a little bit in the mix. <laughs> oh, poor Brian. Mm-hmm. Used to it. This isn't on, is it? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's oh, on. Shit. Um, so, thanks for coming by, guys. Yeah, happy to be here. Um, I feel like. Yeah, because I feel like I met you guys. We did. I remember we my old band, The Love Kill, played a show with you guys. With minus the bear. With minus the bear, mm-hmm. Criteria and Criteria. Love those guys. Oh yeah, at, totally. In I think it was in Omaha at the Sokol totally. Underground, yes. maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that was a really like it was super hot. Yeah, remember that? Uh, we almost died driving there. We had an old van. Okay. Oh, it was a, it was our new van, but it was an old new van. Uh, were you, I, oh, you weren't with us when it's. Oh, you were with us. Uh, Adam was driving, and our. Uh, our tire popped going hmm. like 70 miles per hour terrifying and we were like fishtailing and he maneuvered, maneuvered out. out of it yeah huh? and then we pulled over but we made the show yeah that was terrifying that was very terrifying <laughs> i just couldn't believe how fucked up the mass severe guys would get and then play what looked like the hardest music ever to play perfectly 
Yeah, and they don't warm up. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the other. That's the thing that's really. Oh, that's s- totally true. They screwed didn't, up. They, they didn't warm up. They no, they don't. Like, they just like their warm up is just like getting liquid confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, whatever works. Yeah. 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 That's a good point. I didn't think about that. Uh, they're the first band we kind of toured with on a national level, and we're like, I guess this is how you do it if you're on tour. You just everybody gets their own bottle of Jack and goes for it, <laughs> right. and smoke as much as you can see and go play a set it's like then you tour other bands like oh that's not how everybody rolls yeah. okay and then you get mad at someone for screwing up and it's like i didn't hear anything it sounded perfectly fine <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you guys nailed it yeah, yeah. i think that's with any band though yeah. it's like that was the best that i've ever seen in my life are you serious like and then you're on stage like embarrassed like just get me off it get me off the stage Everyone's i mean staring at me What's your what's your guys like pre show? Do you like to like have a couple beers or that? Because it seems like what you guys do also is very like I feel like I get up there and just play like a bunch of like open chords as fast as I can. And you guys have so many element like there's so many pedals and changes and looping. I mean, do you have to be pretty focused or? Uh, last night it was hockey backstage. Yes, and yeah. and then I went to go watch Helms Elite and, and caught one chord. <laughs> I was like, oh, I guess I'll go backstage again. Uh, usually we, we have a few drinks. I like to be a little numb, but not intoxicated, yeah. you know. Uh, playing high isn't really an option for us. Uh, there's not much to it. Just kind of get in a good, clear mental headspace and just be not thinking is the goal. If you're thinking, then you're going to start missing so things, you know. Yeah. So You, you want to yeah. be caffeinated enough to like feel energized and then just buzzed enough that you're able to sort of not focus. Yeah. Yeah. The second you start thinking about what your like right hand is doing. Yeah. yeah. The second your right hand's not doing anything anymore. Yeah. And you're staring at everybody and everyone's staring at you. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. I remember we ran into Randy Johnson backstage at some show a few years ago. He's friends with one of the other bands they're playing with. And he's talking about being on the mound. And he's like, I know if I'm on the mound staring down at the pitcher and I'm wondering which shirts of mine are clean that it's going to be a rough game. And it's like, oh, totally, man. I've been there. We're thinking about like, oh, is that a one-way street? I think it is. I think if I take a faster route there and it's like, fuck, oh, we changed parts. I didn't change. One second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The worst is always when I start thinking about how good we're playing. It's like, oh, yeah, man, that's, we are that's, like nailing this. Yeah, and then it's like, ah, I when it all goes downhill. Miss, miss the change. And the worst part is that now like everything's on YouTube. Like, oh, yeah. I said, like, I remember, like, uh, there was a show of ours, up, and I was like, I remember I fucked this one part up so bad because I had, like, broken a key off in the trailer, and I couldn't lock it, and I was thinking about if someone was breaking in, and I went back and watched it. I was like, wow, this sounds worse than I thought it did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you yeah. Know, I, I remember we did two shows at Vitus last year, and I had smoked at, in the afternoon on the second show. I was like, I'll be fine by the time we play at, like, 10 or 12. And we're going into the first songs, and it's like, all right, we must change here. Like, feels instinctually right, instinctively right. And no, son of a bitch, we keep going. Okay, <laughs> wow, it's not just four. Okay, like now we change. Looking over the guys, like let's, let's let's rip it up. We still fucking stay in this part. No shit, <laughs> this part's way too long, dudes. So like the whole like the first half of the set is like, man, like we need to change the way we are right. It's, it's funny to like enter a different headspace. You yeah. Know? It had never felt that way before. Like before, it's like, oh, that's how we do it. And this is like, man, is this the 42nd pass of this fucking three-chord riff? Good God, man. You figured it would be the opposite. It would be like, I want to stay on this part for another like, yeah. three minutes. Yeah, yeah. Just, I don't know. It's all different different ball of wax for some reason. I mean, is it... I was curious, too. Like, when you guys are writing, is it generally consensus as far as, like, like how long you play a part for? Because I do feel like... 
as like an instrumental band, it's di- you kind of you're not basing things around like lyrics or like a vocal pattern. I mean, how, are you doing consensus like this many times, or is it like no four more, or th- we're playing this too long? How do you kind of decide on that? We always when we're like right, we'll always like do it a certain amount of time, and we'll feel it out. Like there, there's a certain there's a new song called Kala on the new record that we recorded, and we were all listening back to it, and we're like. Uh, I wonder if we can just cut out four measures of this because it is way too long. And like when you hear it back and whatnot, it definitely, that was one song where like, uh, we're really doing this again. Like really? Considering we write like our songs are pretty long, but I think we also have this fear of like too much repetition. Yeah. It's not like a lot of stuff that we like ride for a long time, you know? Like we and we love that type of music too. We like when someone just was on a guitar riff for like six minutes. Right? Oh, yeah. I love it. But when we do it, it's like oh. it's like oh, we already played that like for four measures. We gotta mix it up. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> we did our last few records with Brandon Curtis. <clears throat> Excuse me. We'd come back to a part, and he's like, uh, "Why are you doing that part again?" <laughs> like, uh, you know, just because. He's like, uh, "Usually, you should have a purpose for doing something, not just oh, let's throw it in there again." So it made us rethink. Okay, if we're gonna do something, have it purpose behind it like if you're gonna lay into some repetition to commit really do it you know so yeah it's moments like that we realize don't just do a b a b oh the chorus is here again without a vocalist and a hook it's not the same thing so it's fun to broaden the scope too so it's not just if you're not changing as frequently you're allowed to some freedom in there to kind of meander within you know the melody and whatnot and it seems like you guys can also like change. Like I love that song in the new record, um, Moda. Is that? Yeah, Moda. Mm-hmm. And Moda and the like. The blast beat part at the end is so sick. I mean, like I feel like there's a lot of like variations within the same part, sort of that kind of change things without like maybe changing the whole melody. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. That, that was that that was definitely uh, an afterthought on that record too. Like we were, we had the song mapped out, but that very ending the. Kind of just all came together in the studio. Some some songs happen like that, but not majority of the time. But that just evolved in the studio, which happens occasionally with us. I think there's like a there's a thing too where you know you don't you don't want to do the pop formula where it's you know A B A B C A B you know. But at the same time, you want you want songs to have like a theme or you know a pattern that reappears and so it's kind of like you're saying like the song will evolve but like there's still kind of like like a guitar line that pops up again here and there so that the song feels unified and not like it's just 20 riffs right cobbled together into mm. some sort of in yeah. the early Russian circles days that didn't matter at all <laughs> <laughs> tap part might as well <laughs> like loop it yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah. Different keys. Ah, shouldn't matter. <laughs> if we blow through it fast enough, nobody will know. <laughs> that was uh, definitely the formula when we first started. It's so funny, too. Whenever you guys have a new record, I feel like I text Brian. I'm like, this song is so sick. And he's like, I don't know how we're going to play that one live. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, Mota, we, we, we rehearsed it for this tour. We didn't have enough time to like play it, play it, but we got through it. Yeah. So that, that one's definitely going to happen. Yeah. Uh, we keep saying that we're going to rehearse it during sound checks. We should let's do that tonight let's I'm, I'm totally down to do that it'd be a fun song to play but it's yeah it, there's songs still like I think we're still t- like 1777 from Memorial uh, that was released what four years ago now three years ago I think we just figured out how to play that one perfectly now yeah <laughs> oh, that's true yeah, yeah this is the one it definitely, yeah. the tour. it definitely took like a couple of full tours before yeah. it's like ah oh, okay 
Youngblood too. Youngblood was like when we first started playing that one. It was like yeah, it's there. Yeah, people understand. It's a song on a record. <laughs> people recognize it. Yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. I think. Right, Even just... last night, Dave and I were looking at each other, laughing our asses off. Like, yeah, that something's was... <laughs> happening here. I don't know what it is, but this is a like a cover band doing our own, doing a version of us. But yeah, it's always the challenge. Just keeps it your brain in it somehow because it's still difficult to do uh, night after night. It's not just muscle memory. There's still a lot that can go wrong. Yeah, like your pedals, like any, like I'm lucky. I don't have to deal with any of the electronics. These guys, like one pedal, it's like a PC that goes down. It's like, what is the problem? You don't have something. You can't like diagnose it on a screen. Like, oh, this is bad. Like this cord. Right. So I'm just sitting back and give them the stink eye while they try to fix their pedals. Yeah. Well, you know, people are talking about like Kempler and Axe effects and things like that and how convenient they are. But those things I'd be so terrified of because if that goes out, then it's like, that's a motherboard. Yeah, yeah I, totally. I don't know how to fix that. Like a tube amp, you can be like, oh, it's a tube, or it's a resistor, you know, or it's a fuse. Like that's, it's like working on like an old pickup truck. You know, for something in the pedal chain, you can like yank something out, you know, mid song and patch around it. But like, and your Axe FX rigs goes down. It's like the guitar blowing up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like you just have to open GarageBand and use a plug-in off of that instead or something. I don't even know how you'd work around that. Go direct. Into the board. Yeah. The pull my sugar. Mm-hmm. Is that what they do? Talk. Uh, they do, what is it? They do the... Uh, Are they Axe Yeah. No, they, they do, do pods. pods. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, they, use, they use both, yeah. Yeah, that's great. No, they haven't graduated past pods. It's still like the one from like 2001. <laughs> totally. Right, that's our sound, man. <sighs> I saw Weezer once and they played into the PA. Like they had no amps on stage. Yeah. And played into the PA. So isn't it, it just looks weird. It, that, was a, that was the thing. It kind of sounded the same, but it just looked so weird. Yeah. And there's something about in years too that like I, I tried it again after years of I played it like one tour with them and then I stopped and then last night I was like this is it this is, this is the night I'm gonna start doing it again <laughs> like lasted maybe a minute and a half really out. yeah I was like this is miserable because you just feel so like disconnected from everything it's like uh, the second you move your head too they pop out and it's like oh, this is such a bummer yeah. There's, there's part of me that wonders too if it, you know people are so used to listening to music in headphones now that it feels more natural for some people. But yeah, maybe I'm just so used to like hearing music out of a speaker, you know, yeah. or like out of an amplifier that like making that change seems like it would just not be gratifying. You wouldn't you wouldn't feel it in your chest or in your in your body in any sort of way. There's also something, and this is maybe just me being an insane person, is like when you see like a band and they're like, not a huge band and they're wearing an ear, sometimes no. you're sort of like, Dude, come yeah. on, yeah. Like, get out of here. There was a band in St. Louis, they played in front of like 12 people, and this is when the in-ears were like super expensive, like out of the realm of right. anybody that can afford them, and they like, I saw the drummer pop in, it was like Creepy Crawl in St. Louis, so it's like a venue, it's a Creepy Crawl, you know, like there's barbed wire where they all ages section is right it's like maybe holds 250 people popped in in ears i'm like <laughs> my 18 year old me was like oh douchebag i know were they wireless they were wireless yeah of course why would you ask that of course they were wireless not the in-ears i'm talking about the guitars you're fucking five feet from a ramp you don't need a rack tuner i'm gonna buy you a rack tuner for your birthday one year it's like you fucking jackasses 
We were in a band with a singer that had a wireless uh, mic. We were also in a band that ever had stage names besides Dave and I. (laughs) (laughs) We're not not doing this. You're all great guys, but we're not going to change our names for a punk band. Did you ever uh, think about what your stage name would be? Probably, I'd probably go with Dave Turncrantz and, and dress like an asshole and like <laughs> try to be the biggest offensive dick ever. <laughs> or Dave T, something like that. Yeah. Just throw Dave under the bus. Uh, or, uh, I can't even argue with that. That's great. I love that. What was it? Dickie, Br- Dickie, Dickie Brazier. Dickie Brazier is, is yeah. one that's been floating around for a while. Yeah. Someone, we we're joking, we we're in Australia on tour and. Our new metal band. Our new metal band. We have like a joke band called like Gypsy Foot or whatever. And I was just like, just joking around like, oh, my name's, my stage name's Hatchet Wound. <laughs> Nothing clever or whatever. Just like, just joking around. Like, we're, you know, uh, that's an old reference, you know. And then we're at a deli in line and ladies, like, for some reason, the woman just phrased, usually people ask, oh, are you in a band? Oh, it looks like you guys play music. That, that's fine. You get that. But she phrased it so weirdly it's one time she's like so what do they call you on stage <laughs> literally like two minutes after having yeah and i was like a I conversation ha- I about the hatchet dudes, wound. i have to say it i was like uh hatchet wound <laughs> and she's like that's what i get for asking yeah. i was like yeah, why, just say what fucking band are you in and that would have never came up <laughs> that did stop the conversation very very <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's, yeah all right hatchet wound <laughs> Take care. <laughs> Thanks for stopping it. I was like, damn it, why'd you ask like that? I have to do this now. I don't want to offend you, but I'm going to. Yeah, I was standing right there. I was like, please say it. Please say it. Yeah. Like, you said it. Yes. Perfect. Yeah, like, who asked that? What do they call you on stage? Yeah, like, like, we're not fucking Madonna. Yeah. Like, yeah, that is really funny. Yeah. She, she walked right into that one. So. <laughs> um, Brian? Yeah, uh, I wanted to talk to you about your Berkeley thing. We were just talking outside, and I just thought it was kind of an interesting. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I'll check my phone while you. Yeah, check, you guys, you guys can yeah tune out. <laughs> Text Dave, like, can you believe this shit? How much has Brian changed since his Berkeley shit? It's <laughs> <laughs> weird. Right before we came here, Brian's like, "Hey, Jonah, can you please bring up the Berkeley thing?" Because I think that's like a you know. But that was actually my touch. question for you guys: is how much has Brian changed? Oh, oh totally. Yeah, totally. <laughs> he wears. He's yeah. got those Berkeley uh, University sweatpants that he wears everywhere. Yeah, yeah. The pop. It says the like button. offense on the back on the butt. <laughs> yeah. and it's just like. <laughs> uh, so Ryan, you recently gave a bath clinic at Berkeley, which uh, we were. S- <laughs> uh, you know, I'll, I'll tell a story. So I'm Brian Cook. I'm the shit. I go in there. It's uh, a theory head to toe. I know all this shit. Can you mix like, my yeah. ugh? <laughs> yeah. really high in there? <laughs> Just joking. Uh, this uh, is going to be a f- pretty much impossible for you to answer now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, but. Uh, yeah, I, I taught a base clinic uh, a couple days ago at Berkeley College. Um, I was guess that weird? It was weird. It, it was weird because it was part of a larger, I don't know if it was a class or a workshop, but uh, a, a thing that was sort of focused on punk and hardcore music, which in, in my brain is, seems uh, strange that you would go to Berkeley College to learn how to play punk and hardcore music, but... It was explained to me that most people that go to Berkeley are, you know, classically trained or, you know, more interested in jazz or blues or things that are, you know, more uh, sophisticated and learned. And the punk and hardcore and metal courses were just sort of about teaching students to diversify their 
abilities and techniques and knowledge of things. So, yeah. So basically, I went and just had to admit that I didn't know anything, but could serve as an example of like you don't have to know how to do things in order to make a living doing it. I guess so. I hate to interrupt, but I just realized that I could have turned on the text volume and in the microphone while you're talking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a perfectly good time. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. no, 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 it's all good. No, no, no. Oh, Brian's telling this Berkeley story again. <laughs> oh, that is hilarious. I'll check, out, I'll check that out. Oh, yeah, no, go on. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> Super loud. Like, <laughs> Don't carry on, sorry. It's a messenger <laughs> like a notification. Yeah. <laughs> What's the address here? I need to drop up. I need to, I need to... It's the Candy Crush theme music. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, it also seems like from a career perspective, like if you're paying money to go to college, like most of my friends, you guys are a successful band, but I feel like most of my friends in punk bands, even like moderately successful, like still like work at restaurants. Like it doesn't seem like the most lucrative thing to pursue as a career, I guess. Yeah. Uh... Do those YouTube dudes make money? Like the guys that do, um, you know, like do a cover or something like that like on instagram they're all over there or they'll just do like a drum thing and they get a lot of likes do people get money for that i have no idea yeah, i don't know either do you guys watch like when people cover your songs on youtube when some guys like guitar cover of no no i just uh yeah i i mean i'm a sucker for watching like really good drummers like play and whatnot but uh um i just you know when i google i just google my name not russian yeah. circles that's the main thing <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't, I, do you know that, do you remember this band called The Lashes from Seattle? Vaguely. Uh, they were, uh, a thing for, for a second, but the singer is now a manager for internet, like, cats. Okay. So, like, like, uh, Angry Cat, I think he, like, oh, is the manager for... The, like, the musical? No, no, like, cats, like... Would you, you say know. he's more of a meow manager? Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> I like that. Come on, meow. <laughs> but I assume if there's, you know, if someone can make money, if someone can make a living earning, you know, their 10 or 15 or 20% off of people that just post videos of their cats online, like... Yeah, your, musicians could probably do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, would I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I mean, is YouTube pretty, YouTube's pretty good about paying? If you get a certain, I know you get like a little plaque you can put on the wall when yeah. you have like a certain amount of plays. So <laughs> you can melt that and maybe sell the. You know, you know what? And I talk, I've talked about this on podcasts a lot. I'm really hypocritical when it comes to stuff. When I'm at a show and someone has their phone up and is taping the show, I get so irritated yeah. still. And, it, and it's been going on for a while. Yeah. Every yeah. time. But then I'll be home bored and I'll like be listening to a song. But like, that's a cool song. I wonder what's like live. And totally. I will like watch their video that they uploaded that I was annoyed about the whole yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do the same you thing. You hear yourself like fucking dickhead. <laughs> yeah, totally. Phone. I'm like I'm gonna like bump into this guy. Like yeah, it, it, it's interesting when you hear something. I want to see how they play it live. If they like it sounds good or whatnot. Yeah, but usually the ones you end up watching are the pro footage. Yeah, where it's on a tripod, multiple That's shots. True. Maybe it's not some dude like what? Totally, <laughs> yeah. right, right on. It's a shaky camera, and he's looking at his friend and like 
Get himself in the frame. You know, <laughs> dude, I remember when YouTube. That shit is, you, can see, you see people at shows filming, it's like, that's garbage. You're just filming garbage. Yeah. Like, put that yeah. in your pocket. Yeah. And, you or know. you see people taking photos and it just looks like lights. You're like, what <laughs> no. are you going to do with these photos? Yeah, yeah, like, well, these are, look I terrible. I see you asshole in the background with your flash on. <laughs> you're an idiot. I'm just judging you right now. And I think you're stupid. Like, you don't know what you're doing. You're annoying everybody around you and taking a bad photo. Yeah. I, I'm really. I don't really notice people taking photos in the audience when we're playing, except when I'm tuning, and then I'm just flabbergasted that someone's taking a picture of me tuning. Like this is the least exciting part of the set, and this is what you're choosing to capture. <laughs> that my hands on the tuning peg, like people that see this know that like they're finally the, moving. Yeah, <laughs> literally, nothing is happening right now. They looked up. <laughs> is it is it not distracting? Because I feel like I, we've had a lot of bands out here where they're like the only time it's distracting is like they'll be like we're playing a show and someone's in the front row like oh, yeah. on their phone the whole yeah, time and you're that's like the worst. Yeah, we, I think they in, we've gotten altercations just trying to be polite. There's no good way to broach a subject sometimes where they they get offended right away. And it's, not to cut you off. No, 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 no. Please, it's what I was. Yeah, it's like I remember one time we were in Austin. I asked some girl politely, like, "Hey, do you guys mind just you know not taking photos?" Because photos, I have no problem with the photos, but when your phone brightness is maxed out 100, percent you know, <laughs> and you're like you're looking down at your pedal board and just trying to go about your business, and you just see like this bright light going all across all over the place. It's like, hey, do you guys mind like just chilling out for a minute here? Like, I appreciate what you're doing, but you know, I gotta do do this. I just stood fingers, you know, give me the, the middle finger no five way. minutes for like the whole song. I was like, dude, there are so many more places to stand instead of in front of me. Like, I'm happy we're here, but like, you have to be very careful how you, it's a sensitive thing. No one wants to be corrected, especially in public. So it's like public shaming, you know? So you have to be careful as an artist how you tell people like, hey, let's all acknowledge that we're not going to bring our phones out. And if you take photos, don't like, it's hard. To, sometimes I'm like, you mother. I'm gonna fucking smash a phone out of your hands. Like you're just texting your like your girlfriend or whatever, and it's like a photo of yourself. You're like, um, I'm, I'm I'm the ass. Okay, they're you know yeah. they're fans who are enjoying the show. Yeah. You know, just trying to capture you know a photo. So, but at the same time, it's a fine line. if you're gonna go see a band that you really like, the last thing I want to do is be on my phone texting someone the whole time too. It's like yeah, yeah. I, I just want yeah. You're in the front row. Like yeah, you yeah. Just yeah. Work just go, your way go, up. The, yeah. Go to the bathroom or go to the side. But, or, but it's also like on just like a human to human level. Like in what other context would you feel like it was okay to just give someone the finger and just like stand there for five minutes? You were talking to me. I, <laughs> I mean, like I feel like I would be like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, I didn't realize. Like, yeah, 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 totally. sure, yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I went to Riot Fest a week ago to see the misfits and uh rob zombie <laughs> was playing before and he went what is that song called the uh, more human than 65 yeah okay yeah dude he nailed it yeah well they they were in the opening guitar riff and like he was like he told everybody stop he's like everyone please put your phones away it's like when back in the day when i played this everyone freak out and everyone just put their phone up instead of freaking out i thought that was cool yeah that is cool yeah it seems like there is a like it's weird, yeah. It makes you seem like kind of pedantic, but it also is. I don't know. I feel like there is becoming more of a backlash to that stuff. Yeah, it, it's in Europe. It's you see less of that. I really, feel like. um, but I did see a guy with a laptop at our show recording it in, in Europe. In Europe, in, in uh, Berlin. <laughs> but I think it's a cultural difference. <laughs> music, <laughs> live shows are culturally different in Europe. Yeah, for heavy music than they are in the U.S. But you know, after at our shows, you look out, you see a lot more phones. But in Europe, it's way more cultural. You don't see that. There's not as many, you know, disrespectful, you know, photos and flashes and all that. It's, yeah, it's definitely a difference. It's interesting. 
except for the guy in Munich. Yeah, with, with the laptop. laptop. <laughs> that, and the that's like a giant pass for that. That's <laughs> yeah, so far that's amazing. <laughs> Huge laptop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> recording the show. <laughs> Can't even be mad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think there does need to be more public shaming with cell phone stuff. Like we were stopped at a truck stop on the way up here, and there's some guy on the phone at the urinal trying to buy a car over the phone like in a public bathroom it's like people that use phones in public bathrooms yeah yeah that's gross just, just don't like i feel like they need to be publicly shamed just so that the person on the other end of the line knows where that person's at you know, yeah it's like oh you're like in a bathroom like there's people like i don't know if there's penises out like there shouldn't be phones out yeah you know? i agree with that i feel like you know there's a big phase when everyone had those like bluetooth headset like things on their ear yeah and it was always like these people talking on them in the bathrooms and we went to like at like a truck stop it was always like the least important com- like it's always oh, like oh, you're yeah. not doing any important business yeah. i know you have this bluetooth thing but like look where you are yeah right right yeah. like i'm pretty sure like like this like sector of state isn't on the other line yeah. not like i love being so pretentious like that like that's who i talk to yeah, 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 yeah. Like, <laughs> only important i was at the eagle here in new york and i was in like peeing at the urinal and a guy was in there on his phone and his flash went off and it's like you were taking a picture of me peeing i'm the only other person in here and your camera just went off like weird and he kind of like yeah. fumbled with it. He's like, oh i don't know what just happened I, like, I know what happened you're taking a picture of me peeing like yeah. I'm flattered, but that's a yeah. It's like, did he go over to the door and lock the lock the latch? Was like, yeah, yeah, I was like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> Private photo session. You want a photo? Um, you know what? I'll say this. I'm so glad YouTube wasn't around when I was in high school. Why is Because just all the embarrassing things that probably would be on camera. Yeah, would be. But I am so glad YouTube's around now for kids in high school because I get to watch. <laughs> the funniest shit online right now <laughs> but if it was me like all the old bands i was in if that was somewhat like i don't documented somewhere on youtube it would be such a bummer <laughs> you know what i mean like i remember when youtube came up it's like i was living with you when yeah. youtube and we we're like typing in all our favorite we bands. watched all live shows yeah yeah it's like oh my god yeah. i've never seen you know like even botch and stuff like that i know botch had like one fireside Oh, yeah. video that was up there it's like it's pretty awesome i mean we can't sell a live dvd anymore because it's like okay well i could just watch the whole right video on uh yeah our friend's like it does other shit than just live footage <laughs> yeah like, no we can see bands yeah, so. <laughs> i know i should have brought that i have this love inertia interview with you guys oh no i have like i have i'll bring one to the show tonight i'm i'm also glad that yeah for interview's sake all those early interviews were like in print. That's they're, all, that's they're di- also embarrassing. They're mostly embarrassing for yeah. people doing the interviews, though. Oh, really? Like okay. the questions I ask, I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> I cannot believe. Like, oh, wait, this is an interview you conducted with us. I think either me or Ross did. I think I think it was a botch interview. I think maybe Ross did it. Okay. I can't remember. But the photos, like, you look like you're like eight years old. Yeah, yeah. I was a I was a little twink. Yeah, I miss twink Brian though. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when the army vet Brian? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's when I first joined. I was like, I'm losing my hair. I'm gonna give it one last go and grow it out, and you know, it's not a good look. Any bandana? Yeah, that army uh, army uh, like green yeah. joke coat that you wore all the time. You look like an old Vietnam vet. <laughs> uh, 
Did you get changed once? Did someone drop change yeah. in your coffee once? No, yeah. it did not happen. You're making that up. Uh, yeah, that was a rough era. Yeah, like, it was like, a rough era style for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that that was like the mid to late '90s. No one, everyone wanted to dress punk, but didn't know how to do it because like every wore baggy. You couldn't, you know, people had to start wearing girls' jeans in order yeah. to wear jeans that fit somewhat tight, you know. And everybody was wearing like heinous gear for you know for a good ten years. There, no one knew how to dress. Like I love Fugazi, but don't know how to show it. Yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I can't wear their shirts. I can't, you know. I'll wear these cargo pants and like a a weird hoodie. You know, that's about it. I still feel that like whenever I have to buy new pants, which is basically when I get like holes in them in the crotch, like this pair that I need to replace. Like mm-hmm. I always go into a store. I'm like, are they? Everything's going to be baggy. Are they going to have anything? And then they're like, no, everyone makes these kind of clothes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, then you put them on, you're wearing like tights. You're like, oh, this <laughs> yeah. is too far. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah totally. Bring it, back, bring it back a little bit here. Yeah. I swear, it seemed like there was an era too, like in the early 2000s, where you just got free clothes anytime you did like South by Southwest. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. oh, come by the the diesel booth and you'll, we'll, we'll fit you with jeans and then you would just get free clothes. And half the time it was like, I guess this is what I wear now, but it, like, <laughs> yeah. I don't understand that or cut. This is, this is what know? someone else wears when you sell it on eBay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wasn't that savvy. Mm-hmm. You guys remember the South by Southwest? We all got free Sauconies. Yeah. Yep. That was like a, I think it was like a Dave Lewis. Yeah. Yep, totally. I remember totally. that. Yeah. And we yeah. got some bags too and whatnot. Yeah, that like changed my life. Like I was like that made my whole year. Like getting a free pair of shoes. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we got some free ones in Seattle too, didn't we? Asics. No, Asics. Yeah. Oh yeah. Asics. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we got Asics in uh, Seattle. The, the Osaka. Yeah. On it, Osaka. Yeah. It makes the no effects reference all that more real. <laughs> so long. Thanks for all the shoes. It's like yeah, first year as a band, we got. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of free. Yeah, yeah, that totally helps. Every month, a new set of shoes. Like okay, cool. This, this is all working out. <laughs> do you feel like? Um, like, I don't know if you guys do a lot of press together like this. Do you? No, no yeah, we, we don't. We, you're a bud of ours, so we're happy to do this. But yeah, we don't do video or this kind of stuff. Which I think is interesting because a, I think you guys are really good, like fun to talk to and good at it naturally. But b, I think people would be surprised maybe listening to your music how sort of goofy you guys are. It's, it's, sep- it's separate, you know. Yeah, it's totally different. You know who we are. The music is it's not the same you know i think we like to respect them i don't want to speak for brian and dave but to keep the two different you know like, i don't want to taint our music by us being goofballs yeah, you know? yeah totally. like that's not like we don't have a microphone on stage for a reason because we respect like take your work serious but not yourself you know that kind of mentality yeah and we would say a lot of stupid things in the microphone immediately <laughs> it, it, the two video, two video interviews we've done yeah, but you guys got banned. Got banned from magazines, and I. <laughs> then we, the first the question yeah. I got asked out of my first video interview is, "What can people expect at a Russian circles show?" I told them bigotry, <laughs> and it just went downhill from there. And I was like, "Okay, I don't know how to do this shit. <laughs> like, you know, can we just write, do the music and have fun doing that? And we don't need to go on about random stuff, you know? So yeah, it's when it's natural, we'll do stuff like this, and it's you know seems appropriate." I mean, how do you, I mean, like, sort of having that that kind of dichotomy, how do you get inspired to sort of name the songs? I mean, is that, where does that sort of come from, I guess? Uh, I, I Sometimes they come real easy, and sometimes they don't. Like, the last record, it was a little, not difficult, but we're, we're definitely, like, on the, uh, uh, definitely grasping for something. It's, it's, it's really kind of harder for us, because it's not like uh, we have, like, a course and 
we can pick from lyrics to a song like oh yeah this was about a, my dog that died so let's uh, name it yeah exactly but if anything we potentially avoid that like what one person might take away from the song might be totally different than the next person so usually it's just acknowledgments of people and places that mean something to us as a band and we're grateful for or you know usually positive stuff not yeah. negative stuff that's something that resonates with us that you know doesn't overtly say too much about anything at all we should just do a number system for the next record oh. one two <laughs> three <laughs> just totally fuck with people's itunes yeah totally <laughs> oh that'd be great yeah and yeah like harper lewis is like a in high school now or something probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so we Harper, talked about this last time, I think. Okay, Har- Harper Lewis, as a friend of ours, Dave Lewis was a publicist and a good friend. and Awesome dude. We, we felt in debt to the guy because he helped us out so much. Right out of the gate, he was helping us out right yeah. and left. So as an act of gratitude, we named a song after his newborn son, Harper. And yeah. Harper, yeah, like you just mentioned, is... I follow him like on Instagram. Yeah, he's yeah, the coolest yeah. kid. He's cooler than all of us put he's, together. Oh, no question. <laughs> Super great fashion. He's a good artist. It's like, damn. He lives in Finland now? Yeah, yeah. they're in Finland. That's, that's yeah. good for them. Yeah. From Minneapolis to to Finland. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Next stop, North Pole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did, you, did you see where on the, when they were on that home makeover show where they no. got their bathroom redone? No, that's awesome. It was on like HGTV or something. You can, I, I used that's to, great. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I was like, oh, this is so crazy. They did this in like a weekend. And it was like, it took a month. Oh. Like those shows, like yeah, it takes I, way I've longer. Heard weird things. I heard like a friend of mine did that. They got a new house. They'll start her home, and there's like a, a dumb waiter, like you know, and they're like, oh, we have this weird waiter here. And the, the producer's like, oh, make a joke about the dumb waiter. He's like, what? <laughs> and he's like, well, I guess you can put beer in there. Oh, perfect. And like put that in a show, and they're like, this is so fake and yeah, <laughs> not well, actually how it is. I found out recently that House Hunters was totally fake. Oh, mm. is it really? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to spoil this for oh, you that's guys. Fine. It's, like, uh, it's not. I was like pretty upset because I felt like kind of emotionally invested in this show. Yeah, yeah. Totally. And they were like, "Yeah, they just go in and find people that just bought houses and then take them to the house they bought and then take them to two other houses they're not going to buy." Oh, and they like work backwards. Next year, tell me, first forty-eight isn't real. Yeah. No, I don't know. I never. <laughs> I, is that is that show good? Uh, yeah, it's very depressing though. It is. Okay. You, we will lose faith in humanity pretty quickly. Okay. And you figure that. Uh, drugs are um, yeah people die over drugs all the time <laughs> yeah yeah I haven't seen that I, I do watch a lot of depressing stuff though it is pretty depressing but it makes you uh, if you hate police officers it makes you respect homicide uh, detectives yeah because they're completely different uh I remember I had a an old girlfriend that worked at Starbucks and the, the homicide department from Chicago would go in there all the time and she's like they were like the greatest people you can tell they were really invested in solving stuff but the other you know other cops just didn't care they just wanted to write tickets and right et cetera, et cetera. but and i'd hope if you're a homicide detective you had a positive worldview just seriously that she would eat you alive yeah. so quickly even like emts like people that i know that are like first responders it's like how do you sleep at night seeing seriously like yeah. burn victims and things like that it's gotta be I think they're desensitized in a healthy way to it. Yeah. Like, assess the situation, okay, like, without too much emotion. I've seen, witnessed that in my own stuff. Like, okay, you guys don't seem freaked out by this. You're, this is normal. This yeah. is just going to work for you. Yeah. I, I read somewhere recently, it was on Reddit, where a guy was an EMT that went to uh, Hurricane Katrina. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, he said that he had to leave early. Like, it, he, he saw so much crazy stuff before that, but that was the craziest. Like, really? going in homes where people, 
you know, were stuck and they would have to clear out bodies. And he's just like, the stories were. That's a lot of work. So, <laughs> yeah, it was like a lot of. It was. <laughs> Yeah, I have a story like houses. I have a story oh, like God. that. House hunters. House hunters. <laughs> yeah, like in that. Yeah, I went to try to go to the show the other night. And I was on the guest list, and it was pretty hard, dude. Uh, I, I, did like, you want to talk about it? It was. <laughs> it was tough. My ice oh, vanilla God. latte, code word vanilla, didn't have vanilla, and I had a fucking. What did you do in. for sugar? <sighs> they had to pump it, and like usually it's four pumps, oh, and they gave the me same. three. Oh, I paid for four. Oh, Whatever. God. <laughs> what next yeah <laughs> what um show must go on i guess <laughs> so brian you live in greenpoint i do yeah you guys st- still are in chicago no uh, mike's homeless i'm officially homeless as of like a week ago okay do you want to stay with me you can i have uh, a futon no <laughs> I, I mean I, i'll definitely take you up for a week or two but i uh yeah, i want to go somewhere warm so, yeah yeah what uh, what's going on um i love chicago i always will but i'm just ready to shake things up a little bit you've been there a, a, your whole life pretty much no or? um like i went there in 99 okay for school and been there ever since and okay. Dave came up what in 2000 2004 or, yeah 2004. that's right 2004 so uh, uh i lived at a friend's spot forever and i just want to make a move and end up getting pushed out a little earlier than i planned so what, yeah. so you're thinking somewhere tropical or um to be honest i'm gonna move in with kathy from sergeant house for a while <laughs> oh we stayed at that house uh, this is yeah, she actually oh, she's a farm too or something yeah well, she now lives in a remote area north of la okay just kind of out out in the hills so i'll be there until i find a spot but uh nice uh, who knows what's next? I don't. I don't really know. That's so, great. Yeah, I'm, uh, my stuff just arrived yesterday in California, and I'm just kind of floating with like a suitcase and my gear, a few a few guitars. So we'll see. I'm excited about it. Actually, I, I <laughs> first winter, not in the cold. In uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just ready. You know, it's, it's time. Sometimes life just tells you go mix things up, and it's definitely one of those times in my life where I'd go make a change. That's so. so funny. I have like this. I have so many. As Brian knows, I'm sure, like, I feel like so many people from here move to California. Mm-hmm. Like, every year, it's, like, yeah, more and more yeah, exodus. especially now. There's so many people kind of migrating out there right now. Yeah, yeah and I am against it only because I feel like everyone I know out there is so happy that if yeah. I did it, I'd be like, why didn't I do this 10 years ago? So yeah, I'm just right. like, oh, I'll never do it. And that's my thing. If I don't do it now, I've, I, we're in between. We The record just came out, so we don't need to, you know, start writing anytime soon. So if I don't do it now, when will I do it? You know, so the opportunity presented itself. So I didn't want to be like, oh, I wish I went to the West Coast. I, I love our country. I think we have a beautiful country. Whenever we tour, I just, I'm always pulled back to the West Coast, anywhere in the West Coast, from the Rockies on West. I love it. So, so I'll get out there, drive around, see some nature and kind of just, you know, enjoy that side, like without a schedule or itinerary to follow. Yeah, that sounds awesome. You're making me want to do it. Come stay at Kathy. <laughs> I'm sure she'd love to have you. Um, where did where do you wind up now? Are you are you in Queens now? I'm or? in technically in Ridgewood, kind of on the border of Bushwick. Okay, so I'm off the L, but off the DeKalb stop. Okay, and I like it. It's at my own place, which is great. Nice, and it's super mellow. But um, yeah, I don't know. I've had like I've been here for almost ten years, mm. and I still like it. But I have gotten this thing where. I used to like not mind riding the subway, and now I hate it. Yeah, I just hate being around. I just get really, but I've noticed I have to just like get out of town every couple months 
yeah. and like reset things. Yeah. If yeah, I'm yeah. in New York for too long without leaving, I start to get really anxious. Anxious. Yeah, yeah. I get very anxious. And in Chicago, even it's yeah, all the people, and it's not anything like New York by any means, but all of those people just like taking the L or whatever, yep. whatever you know, transit you're taking. Like, I just the anxiety builds up after a while. I just need to get away. Totally. Know? And it's also like the same as you like i'm work at home a lot like i'm not commuting every day like you know it's like it could be way worse yeah yeah, totally but whenever i complain about it people are like yeah you like go to yoga and then i like (laughs) go home so it's like hard to really get a lot of you know you want to put your mat on another seat and it's full you know like exactly well the winters have been pretty brutal here the last couple years haven't they it seems like all this like major snowstorms are missing chicago and going straight up sort of i mean like for me it's like i grew up in cleveland and then i went to school in ithaca so to me it's like new york is this is like the nicest place i've ever yeah, lived know, cool. weather wise <laughs> yeah and it barely snows here compared to like ohio or upstate yeah, so totally. but yeah they do but people here just like also like freak out whenever it snows yeah yeah it's like it'd be the next uh you know blackout everyone's gonna yeah yeah um I think, do you guys, so how does the sort of, like, obviously you guys are in different places already. I mean, like, how does sort of the writing work for you guys? Because I feel like we're always like, we're going to, like, send each other files and stuff. And it's, I feel like it always seems good in theory, but you have to really, it's harder than it sounds, I guess. There is something about having the chemistry of being in a room together. Yeah. Where cool things happen. Where Brian would just be doing, checking his bass amp. Like, what are you, what are you playing there? It sounds cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It just my my volume switch is broken on the scene if it works and that sounds cool and like dave would start playing to that or some that kind of extent where if, what, something would never happen if you're by yourself and brian would never send that bass track or something yeah. so there is a fair amount of a lot of work goes into like writing the riffs and they get sent across we trade riffs but there's something about spontaneity and having each other's presence affect the shape of the songs which you can't you can never fake you yeah, know? yeah like it's important to do the leg work and have the riffs and work on them and whittle away and just really really obsess over him that's important that's super important but you also got to get together and just see what's vibing together yeah i, th- I think once we start writing again we'll probably end up like for geneva i lived in wisconsin at the time and i had a basement so they would just come to G- to wisconsin to to write in the basement and it was a lot of fun like i spent a week you know mm-hmm. all of us hanging out we'll probably end up doing something like that yeah come next record being released we'll all go in one central area and it'd be kind of fun to rent a house or something like that yeah, somewhere into that. like cheap and a cancun or something yeah like, like cancun spring like break Hawaii. area yeah, that, 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 <laughs> the girls <laughs> gone wild yeah daytona beach could be good yeah, yeah something nice. out of the out of, you know out of, out of the shit riff riff, you know <laughs> yeah that that whole scenario is like the thing i've always wanted to do in a band like, yeah, yeah oh there's just like a remote house in the woods and we can just that, that was a blast we yeah had like a, make make a record and then play cards at night. And yeah, that drink was high fun. Life and, exactly. And hear Mike scream at uh, the descent. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Nighttime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I just had this like weird scenario with an ex girlfriend who her parents bought um, a, a really nice ho- house in the middle of Fontana, Wisconsin. It was next to Lake Geneva. Okay. And it's Geneva, the name of the record. Um, and uh, yeah, like they were trying to sell it, and they let me and her live there for free and just make sure the house was presentable when you know they presented it or showed it to uh, people that wanted to buy it so we would just like in the wintertime there was like no one lived there in the wintertime because it was like summer homes for all these people so in the winter it was like no one it was in the middle of nowhere so it was they would just come up and 
there was like it's like a five bedroom house so everyone had their own bedrooms and bathrooms yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. we just write and hang out that's awesome drink a lot of coffee yeah it was great it was coffee up all day yeah switched to beer eventually but we'd put in a work day of jamming at night like brian mentioned play cards and just yeah, that was a lot hang fun. out and it was just us but it was a lot of fun and really productive and just that's what i like about that setup and that's another thing about writing you can't force it if you go yeah. down in the practice space and like nothing's working it's not like a conventional job or well you better be productive well, yeah. not if it's artistic stuff and creative stuff you can't force that so it's okay to like step away like nothing feels good yeah cool. just leave then, yeah that don't it's not meant to be you know sometimes you, you gotta work through stuff but when it's that kind of thing like, no just take it easy go chill out for a bit come back recess what's happening and start with a clean slate and that's i think working hard or working you know, smart versus working hard you know it's you can't force that kind of stuff so like a, that was a good artist. opportunity to do that yeah yeah like even like painters and whatnot sure. same 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 vibe you know can't if you start painting and it's not you're not feeling it it's like you gotta stop and step away it's like trying to like be funny the more trying totally. to be funny it's yeah. like just give up stop <laughs> yeah please stop trying to be funny <laughs> I, I think I, I feel like i talk about this all the time but it's like that creative impulse where it's like you know you're not going to be creative and come with something that you're happy with. Like the second you start working on something, you have to like, you have to like exercise that creative muscle. But like at the same time, if you're trying to force it, it's like trying to run a marathon when you're not a runner. And it's like, you know, you're just going to like, you're, you're going to just, you're taking a step backwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So settle like, for something you're not really excited about. You should be excited about whatever you're writing or creating. You should be excited about like, that's, there's something there, you know? Yeah. Like, totally. if, if you're not feeling that, then yeah, there's don't, don't worry about it. It's okay. It'll come eventually. You yeah. Know? Like, We've all read enough interviews with great rock musicians and, you know, all different types of musicians who talk about, oh, I'm just, you know, it just comes through me. It's like, that's fucking bullshit, man. <laughs> it's like, you know what? You get lucky. And yeah, you, if you're a fan of music and a fan of writing music, certain things work at, at different times, you know. It's just, and the more you show up, the better, you know, the odds are something's going to come work out, you know. But not not to dis- discredit people who say that, you know, that they're a conduit for the musical gods what they're you know but um yeah i think it's just a matter of being present for something if 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 you're there for it embrace it. if something is creative happening pursue it but if it's not there you know do whatever you can to, to welcome that environment of getting you know i don't know <laughs> alanis morissette says you shouldn't spend more than 15 minutes writing a song it yeah, just happened naturally go. and jagged little pill you know sold how many copies you know, honestly yeah. you know what's funny because like a lot of this like varel and whatnot that just came up like immediately yeah, like, yeah. We, and I, we we had songs that were like russian circles cover band songs and we're like uh i guess this is kind of cool i guess and like the second we started playing a song like that varel it's like oh okay no this is awesome like the other one remember we were having a we had a song for this record that I forgot hmm. what it was, but we were playing it, and, it was, and like we're all like, ah. "I thought you liked it." Oh, you don't? Yeah. Like it? No, no, no. <laughs> I hate it. Oh, well, right, guys. <laughs> cut this. Okay, great. Yeah. So, unfortunately, like, uh, yeah, that happens sometimes, and like you just need like a like like Brian, Mike was saying, like Brian doing something, like fixing something, like oh my god, that's awesome. Let's try it. And, or like a hi hat falls over at the right time. Like <laughs> that's cool. Come in on the, the like the two there. Like what? I didn't come in. Like my symbol fell over. You know. Ultimately. It's what sounds cool to you, and it's, you know, we don't go in there and mean like, yeah, we're going to write a song that's, like, super sad, and it's going to be about my cat that's sick. You know, it's like, no, it's like, oh, that sounds really cool. Let's, like, work on that, so. 
for yeah, us at least. Yeah, you never know where it's going to take you. Like yeah. if we try to like, we knew we were going to record with Kurt Ballou, who does a lot of heavy stuff. But like six months prior to recording, we're like, ah, oh, this isn't that much heavy material. But we can't force like, let's write heavy stuff. It's like, well, that's almost fake. Like if it's, just let it come out. You know, some mm-hmm. there's a lot of mellow stuff on the record, but it didn't as authentic. It was real. It wasn't like let's, you know, let's really take advantage of it and write heavy stuff like that. That'd be a really bad record. As, yeah, as real, I feel like. We did a, a seven inch with Kurt um, like four or five years ago, and I was so nervous playing guitar in front of him because I feel like he's such like a mad guitar genius. Mm-hmm. Did you guys feel nervous at all? Not. We played Boston a few days ago, and I was like, oh, fuck. He's probably like, the tone's a little crusty. You happy <laughs> with that the amount of bass on that? Okay, if you're happy, then I'm happy. But uh, no, Kurt's a sweetheart, man. Yeah. Like, I. The minute we started recording, like he he made one like joke about one of our riffs, and I took it the wrong way for a second. I was like, "It's perfect." Just like I needed that, you know. It's like we're all here. Let's have fun. Just be comfortable, you know. So, uh, yeah, that that went away pretty quickly. Thankfully, he's such a nice dude. Yeah, and like he's got a really good personality, uh, sense of humor too, which is like exactly like ours. So it's like. We just screw around with each other all the whole time. I kind of had a similar thing. I, I've said this before in the podcast, but yeah, I was playing something. He was like, oh, and was being totally serious. He was like, he was like are you playing that wrong or is it supposed to sound wrong? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's not supposed exactly. to sound wrong. I'm playing it right. And then I was like, oh, he's actually trying to help. And then he actually helped me write this part and it's so much better. Right, right. But it, yeah, it was just interesting. I was like, uh I don't know. I mean, it's a stupid part anyway. You're right. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Well, it goes to show you just another set of ears always helps. You know, like there's only three of us with any input from a producer or from Kurt, like totally, totally helps. And you definitely get, especially if you've been a band longer than like five years, you definitely start getting in your like patterns. comfort zone and yeah. patterns and whatnot. Like, yeah. oh, I'm going to play this part. And then like in your head, it sounds completely different. But to someone else, like, hey, you might have already wrote that part. Like, it kind of sounds like this or this or that. And like, oh, yeah, yeah. So it's like even my ears with something he writes is different than Brian comes in and then having Kurt there's We should just have like a uh, like a seminar come in of like just random kids and we'll just have like them fill out little uh, pamphlets like, what what would you like to change in this song? Like, oh, this and this and like, okay. Yeah, maybe, Brian, maybe some of your contacts at Berkeley. There oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh like God, Berkeley yeah. again, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> no. Dude, that, and that's rad that you got were able to do that. I'm not jealous at all. <laughs> Uh, I can. I'm, I'm sure they'd be happy to have you. Yeah, I know. Uh, my email is. Uh, you, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even know what to do. I, I, it would be embarrassing for me to do a Berkeley clinic. Well, it's, it sucks as a bass player too, because they're like, "Well, why don't you like start off the clinic by like playing one of your songs on bass?" Like, <laughs> oh no! Do you know what my songs sound like on bass? Yeah. Like, do you know like how much stuff is happening? Did you to, say, like, "Oh no"? <laughs> I, I think so. Well, I, I was like scrambling Just through sigh. my life. I can my mp3 library being like that one sounds terrible on its own that one sounds terrible on its own like there's like old snake songs and i was like i guess that one's kind of cool maybe the bass could carry that through it and then i try and play it it's like i haven't played this in 10 years i don't remember yeah, how this song yeah, goes a bad start. <laughs> like ah, shit yeah i'm like oh, all right sorry I mean, kids that, that's a whole realm of like musical uh a musical style that I, I'm just not I don't think any of us are like accustomed to like those guys that can just shred like a drum solo for an yeah. audience play circles around us yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like uh, that is just but that's interesting because I did this yeah like I did the summer thing there when I was 17 I noticed a lot of those really good guys like 
they can shred or they can play that, but then you put them in a room with other musicians and, and they can't to- play. Absolutely. Like, yeah. it's a totally different skill It turns into, like, set. a new Mars Volta record. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. well, we get it. Exactly. Like, you guys all can play really fast and you hit a lot of cymbals and you hit that rectum 25 <laughs> times in one minute. <laughs> but... What do I grab onto? Here? Yeah, where why is the, the saxophone player the still playing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why is there a saxophone player? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's two questions here. <laughs> why is he still playing and why is he here? Um, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, that, 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 it's, it's funny, like, those early Mars Volta records with John Theodore playing drums, it's like, he's like a tight drummer. You can tell he plays with other musicians. Yeah. And when they got, uh, um, what is it, Thomas Pridgen? Pridgen, yeah, he's an amazing drummer. But, like, you can just tell, like, he was just, like, he wanted to, I mean, I'm not really super, like, well-versed on the new Mars Volta stuff, like, the prior, I mean, uh, after uh, um, John Theodore, but from what I remember, it was just, like, too much. Whole, yeah, like, yeah. the whole, like, tightness of the songs, just, like, kind of, like. Well, I saw, and they really disowned like the loss in the comatorium. Like I saw them, and it wasn't even like they were maybe like two or three records in. They're like, we're not going to play any songs from that record, Ugh. and it was just sort of like that record is so awesome. Exactly. It's, a great record. it's yeah. so good. Like, why wouldn't you do that? Like, yeah. come on. I always get so bummed when people disavow old records. You know, yeah. it's just like I understand you want to like play new things, but when you like when you disavow like an old record, it makes me not trust what you're doing now. Yeah, it's like, yeah. are you going to like disavow this? Yeah, yeah. trust yeah. yourself. The time you did the best you could at yeah. that time. And that's what you do with each record is the best you can do. Yeah. Like even if, you know, even, even if you're in a pop punk band and now you're in a black metal band, it's like, I understand like you don't want to like talk about that publicly, but like it was a part of your musical development. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, I don't know. The biggest one is that girl or woman, uh, Allison from Discount, who's in the, the dead weather and the kills and, the kills and all that yeah. stuff. And you're like, you were in this like goofy, like, Florida pop punk band, yeah, like that were good, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, sure, yeah. yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know about that. Yeah, I, and know I like other bands. Like, yeah, I used to put on shows with her in college and like, like buy her zines and stuff. And now it's so, and she's like so cool. And I feel like I did. I've done some interviews with Chad from Newfound Glory, and he, they played some festivals with the Kills, and he like loves Discount, and he's like tried to talk to her about it a couple times. I think she's always like, yeah, I don't know, yeah, yeah, my high school band or something. Yeah, 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 yeah totally, yeah. totally. Yeah. Come on, yeah, come on. You're in a pop punk band. <laughs> <laughs> Who wasn't? Yeah, yeah, we all yeah. had, a, we all have a fucking yeah. I was in a pop punk band. Yeah, yeah. What was your pop punk band called? Uh, Dig Dug. Mike yeah. was in it too. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that was that was the band that we didn't take stage names. Yeah, <laughs> it was funny because like like we I quit the band. Dave, we we're both gonna quit. We're friends with all the guys in that band still. They're all good good folks. But uh, Dave and I both were gonna quit. And I, like I wanted to start something like like something a little cooler yeah or yeah. like gauzy or something like that and i i was like i i can't do this anymore i'm out because I, I just joined the band because they needed another guitar player and they asked me I was like, yeah sure why not you know and dave i i quit i called the other guitar player and said hey man i'm out this is not for me and dave calls right away like dude you quit <laughs> i was like yeah dude i can't he's we're like to, we're supposed to quit together <laughs> like, no no i gotta call and quit i'm like go for it man i'm sorry i didn't mean to, to leave you out <laughs> But yeah, that, that was a fun band. It was you know, we played yeah, fun we were shows. So, yeah, we were, we were, super we were young, young kids. Yeah. We got to play in front of people and open for bands coming through town. So I remember that, we, we played it, a show it, with Kim Dynamite once, and I went in the back because uh, I like Kid Dynamite when I was younger. Yeah, and, like, I did. Me I too. still yeah. love Kid Dynamite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, great. Like, 
Remember going back because I wouldn't warm up. You know, like, warm up. Come on, I'm punk, bro. I went warm <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah. I went in the back and I just saw the drummer like warming up for like an hour and a half. I'm like, what? Dave Wagon Shoes? Yeah, Dave yeah. Wagon Shoes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That guy's like a madman. Yeah, I he's think a crazy man. I think he had to do that just because of so much nervous energy. Totally. <laughs> but it was, that was the first time I'm like, oh, you, you prepare to play a show. That's cool. I remember, do that now. I remember hearing Dig Dug for the first time, and you guys were such a better first band than my first band. Oh, really? yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it like, was... What was yeah. your first band, Brian? Uh, we were called Without Influence, and it was like... <laughs> oh, my God. It was so bad. I was like... <laughs> cover band, hopefully? I was like 14, <laughs> you know, and it was just like... Like no one knew what a power chord was. It was just like, you know, <laughs> yeah. just total... It was, it, was, it was like the shags, you know, or just like total, like... Here's an instrument. Yeah. Like, you know, like, okay. This is, That's such an yeah. oddly pretentious name. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Do you see the picture of Kurt posted with him when he was straight edge with a giant X t shirt? No. Oh, they look good. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like one of his first bands. He was in this straight edge hardcore band. But <sighs> it's like. Kurt's a big guy. He's a tall dude. Yes. That, that's a big X. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Huge Statement. X. Like, like, it's like, what, six foot five? So that's a giant X. It was a baggy shirt, too. So. I'm sure it was, and that's the era for it. <laughs> oh, yeah. But you still, you still like, yeah, again, like that was, there were just like bands now that are starting out that first show, their friends are all recording, and it's, it's going to get harder and harder for like a girl like that was in discount to like, you know, Hide get from away yeah. from all that stuff. It, that stuff's documented now. Dig yeah. Dug is not on video or anywhere yeah. on the internet. If people want to check out Dig Dug, how can they do it? Um, you gotta come to one of our houses and ask to borrow a CD. Yeah, <laughs> of us with like bleach I don't blonde have, hair, I don't and have like a CD dyed do. hair, and funny different hair colors. Yeah. Um. Don't. Yeah. Also, probably some copyright issues with, with that name. Uh, we oh, spelled we, it differently. Oh, you did. Okay. Okay. And we have nothing to do with that name, uh, dude. I'm in a band that they got a cease and desist for our band name. Oh, so really? I just yeah. Oh, wow. From oh. from United Nations. From the United Nations. <laughs> Are you oh. Yeah. So I'm very familiar with it. Whenever I hear a band name, I'm like, good luck, guys. Yeah. yeah. What was, What are you guys going to do? It was like eight years ago. Oh, okay. So nothing happened. Okay. We just we actually put out a box set and we made a thousand cassettes and wrapped them in the cease and desist. We kind of like turned it into like that's right. Yeah, yeah. nice. That's yeah. totally awesome. I'm not supposed to talk about it because like, every time we talk about it, it's like this could come back up. I'm like I don't care. Uh, yeah, we spelled Doug with uh, D D O U G Dig Doug instead of Dig. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the stage names, one of the the bass player friend Jeff, his name was his stage name was Jeff Doug. <laughs> Do you remember that era of hardcore? Yeah, when everyone's name. <laughs> I fucking love it, man. There was, dude, that was a specific era of hardcore where everyone's name had the band in it. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, like whatever. It's like self now. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember I was reading an interview in like this hardcore tension building zine, and there was up in this band called Push Too Far. And look, and we got an interview with their singer, Todd Too Far. Oh, like, and it was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, some of these, these names don't sound cool. Like, you know what? Jeff, Jeff was a big hardcore fan. That's probably one of those things where he wanted to kind of incorporate. Oh, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. He didn't want to be Jeff Dig. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Doug has got to be <laughs> Doug. Well, it's funny because, again, we're, we're, we're still buds with those guys, and Brian's become friends with them too, some of them. And one of them goes by his stage name still. And Brian's like, so he still goes by his stage name? We're like, no. Wait. Wait, that's his Son last name, bitch. right? His last name's no. Rowdy? No? He spells it. No, it's <laughs> not like Rowdy. That's, like not, that's not his last name. I know, yeah, but like, I, I, for a second there, we all thought it was yeah, his exactly. last name. Yeah, exactly. Brian brought it up. We're like, no, it's his last. Wait, no. <laughs> Son of a bitch, what is his name? I'm like, that shit really took fire, man. 
Yeah, we should. Well, well, it's not too late for us to do stage names. We'll yeah. figure it out. Yeah. They, they actually called and asked if I wanted to do like a reunion show. No <laughs> joke. There was like some sort of like benefit going on, and I, we were going to Europe, so I couldn't do it. I'm like, you guys, like, you don't need me. You know, you can get any drummer to do this. Like, it's like I am not gonna bring people. No, I'm not gonna ticket sales aren't gonna go up because I'm playing. It's like, just get another drummer, go for it. I'm not gonna have a cease and desist letter. To you guys. No. <laughs> that, that it's not gonna was, be a misfits uh, scenario. That was, that was almost 20 years ago. Yeah, that, that's insane, man. Yeah. Wow. No, oh, it was. Yeah, I think it was 15. Yeah, no. around there. Yeah. Had my eyebrow pierced. Look sick. <laughs> Everything about bringing Such that a bad boy, yeah. yeah. Uh, and you know, maybe uh, if time's right, um, I got it. My mom didn't know, yeah, <laughs> couldn't have an eyebrow piercing at school, but so I put a little, little yeah, thing I've in been there. back to like trying to dress punk and not knowing how to do it totally. Like, I wore a pair of skate shoes that were all brown because I had to wear dress shoes, yeah. Got, yeah, well, I, the system. I, I, at my so school, I, I bleached my hair, it's all it's like you know, white, like platinum white. <laughs> Looks like that awkward caddy from Happy Gilmore. <laughs> and then I dyed it red, so it's like bright, bright, shining red, go to school, and they're like, you you gotta take that out. I'm like, there's no getting it out. Yeah. Like, this is it. They're like, you either need to shave it or dye it darker. And so I bleached it again that night. And so one week, bleached it, totally white, <laughs> red, and then white the same day. And I've like... I'm lucky I have a single hair in my head left. Well, like after all that, my poor hair's been been through it. It looks looks so good. It's too it bad. Like, 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 yeah. I look great with like emaciated, crazy. Yeah, I looked like a people wanted to give me money walking around. Like oh, like Make a Wish Foundation approached me and like, what do you want? Yeah. Oh. Awkward. Awkward. Yeah, every now, now the internet helps you dress. Oh, you want to be in a punk band? Dress like this. Yeah, yeah. Totally, you know, do Back, this. Yeah, totally. We didn't Back know what then. to do. Yeah, like, absolutely. And I had a, I had, I love again. I love Fugazi. You always have. And I remember, like, I was sewing a Massimo or ironing a <laughs> a Fugazi patch on a Massimo hat. I'm like, this seems so wrong. Like, I I read the lyrics, lyrics, or I, I know what they're talking about. You know, and like, and this is uh, like Massimo is a. You know, I had the hat. And I was just like weird. Like, how do you do this? How do you dress punk? I was, there's no handbook for there's it. There's no Google. I didn't get it right. I'll tell you that. I didn't figure it out. It's like trying to grow dreads when I was 19. It's like didn't have the internet. I was like, you just don't wash your hair for a while, right? That's all. You <laughs> yeah. Do. Oh, yeah. I just didn't. I didn't know about any of the. What's with you guys? Yeah, I, I dreads, dreads, right? My dreads were so bad. My dreads, dude. I looked. I've, never had I looked dread, I've had the worst haircuts possible. Wow, man. The dread obsession. I think Brian nailed that right. That the dog shit waterfall. Yeah. Like, like I, I, I have no business having dreads. And uh, you, you were on a Randy Rhodes kick, and you were trying to do bangs. Yeah, I tried to. I, I'm a huge Randy Rhodes fan. So when this band first started, I tried to have like a Randy Rhodes haircut. <laughs> Because chicks love that shit, and I looked like like a Rod Stewart cover artist or something, <laughs> and like it's kind of androgynous somehow. Yeah. It just it did it didn't take either. That's why like I'm sticking to this. I'm gonna just keep a fucking mustache in my hair until it falls out, and that's it. No more changes. No more. I've done it all. So this is it for now. Until yeah. God, we've talked about so many random things on the center. Yeah, yeah, I will. If I will, I'll let you guys dress me any way you want to. Okay. Like, ask it. Like, when, I, when I'm dead, just like, go to town. Like, whatever you want to do. We did have a thing where at the end of a European tour, we got stuck in Greece for a long period of time because there was that, uh, that Icelandic uh, volcano went off. Oh, right. And you couldn't fly. We were going to have this bet where all of us 
we're going to give each other 500 euros and we had to buy an outfit for <laughs> the other person to fly home with. And Perfect I don't use know. of money. Yeah. 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 If, I don't, you, if you wanted to get paid at the end of the tour. Oh, yeah. Right. If you right. wanted money at the end of the tour, you had to wear what the guy bought you. Yeah. And it couldn't be, it couldn't be offensive, but. <laughs> you know, so we're all dressing each other. So. Yeah. Yeah, we it, should it had to that. fit. You couldn't get arrested wearing <laughs> yeah, totally. it, and it, it couldn't have anything racist on it. <laughs> like all the rules. Like, you'd be surprised what you can do. I still think it'd be great. Like have some kind of bet. Whoever messes up most on the tour, or something like that, and like we get to dress you. Like, all right, Brian, you messed up the most, so we get to dress you for the final show <gasps> of the tour. <laughs> well, we're, we're, we're picking your wardrobe. I think that. Unfortunately, our, our stage is too dark. We need to have a brighter. I, well, no, oh no, well, we'll have a different light show. On, yeah, the, yeah. on the person. Yeah, yeah I like that. <laughs> I really like that. Uh, you're just going to dress me like Steve Sneer in, in uh, Germany when he lost the bet? Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that didn't work out, though, because it was so dark on stage. No, oh, it's true. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't take either. That was still one of our favorite tours ever with These Arms of Snakes and Russian Circles at a European. It was our first European tour, and it was he was doing double duties, but like it was like a lot of places. You know, when you go over there, when you go there for the first time, it's completely different now. It's like you're so, like, so normal now but back then like we went to russia for the first time and all these okay. crazy places and that was so much fun those guys are great the snakes that was guys fun. that was one of the most fun tours yeah for sure that's when speaking of bad airport attire we didn't know how to get merch into russia <laughs> so we wanted to bring you know russian circles merch We're like well we can't pack it and you know it's Oh man, shoestring, shoestring budget you know flying anywhere you know right. so we're like well how do we get these shirts over there and we got the great idea, like, well, if we just wear all of our merch over there, <laughs> we'll be fine. So Dave and I elect to wear five smalls, five mediums, five larges, five extra larges, and then put our dumbass coats on top of that. And we're like, dude, we're fucking, we're high-fiving right and left. We're like, we're fucking geniuses. Like, I'm never bringing a merch tub anywhere I go ever again. This is it forever. This is a done deal. We should trademark this. <laughs> And then we're going through security, and and they're like, like okay, please remove your jacket. We're, like, we're sweating a little bit. We're sweating literally because we have so much fucking shit on. And we take our jackets off, and we're like, oh, they're going to bust us. You know, and we take it off, and it's just TSA. You know, and he's right. like, uh, we're like, oh, are we in trouble? Like, he's like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I, think, I think you're stupid. I don't, I, I don't, I'm not going to, I have nothing to bust you on. Like, I'm not custom. Like, well, like, 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 I, I think I was going to pass out on the flight. I was so hot. <laughs> oh, we were dying. Dave's a sweater, too. Whoever bought those first five smalls of oh, Dave's yeah. body, that so smells smart. like some serious man funk. <laughs> And those shirts were hideous too. Yeah, those really were the bad. worst they, shirts. It's like the, they like they overdid the design. The design <laughs> was like a full from collar to the bottom yeah. threading of so the shirt. Like you're wearing Hardy shirts. You were like wearing shirts. like five layers of ink. You were wearing like a plastic <laughs> yeah. sheet. And Hardy Russian circles. And every time I see someone in Europe wearing one of those shirts on a show, I'm like, oh my god! Can I give yeah. you a free shirt? Yeah. Take that one, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Russian Circles. Thank you to Brian, Dave, and Mike for coming by. Um, their latest album, Guidance, is available now. And you can catch them uh, on tour with Mastodon and Eagles of Death Metal in your town soon. Unless you're in Europe, and then they're on tour now. Yeah, so get out there now, man. So get out there. Quick. Hey, you. Yeah. In Holland. They're playing tonight. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Probably. Um yeah, and uh, if you want to support this podcast, you can donate via Venmo now. Oh, Brad, set up right. a, Brad set up a Venmo account. Add off track. It'll Add probably ask track. you if you want to pay Brad Worrell, but 
That's who it is. Yeah. It's, the tag is that off track. Tag's off track. Name is Brad. So donate. You can donate 50 cents, 500 bucks, whatever you want. Help us pay for our server costs. If you don't want to do that, you can leave us a nice review on iTunes for free. Drop us a line. Tweet at us. Message us. Check out Brad on Soundwag. You can check out my stuff at jonahbayer.com. Um, see what else? What else is there, man? What else is there? You and me, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, hopefully we'll be doing some podcasts with Stephen and Benny coming up as well. I know we will. I know we will. Um, but until then, have a great week and we'll be back with another amazing podcast next Wednesday. Bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.